for all things, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs. It's always, game it's day. always game day in Kansas City. Now here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Well, speaking of concern, <laughs> do we still <laughs> think the Chiefs will win out their schedule, Cody? We've got the Seahawks at home next week, followed by the Broncos at home, followed by at Vegas against the Raiders, who had a wild finish today as a result. Oh my God! What a now. Here's the thing: Had they not blown that game two weeks ago, sixteen three with like four minutes to play, they would be in the final wild card spot. But they blew it, so they're not going to make the postseason. But in short, yes, I know that this felt like a good time to do this in the podcast, similar to what we did earlier. Let's not wait till Wednesday to calm the waters all the time. <laughs> um, yes, yes, I still think they're win their schedule out. Because I still think they're definitively better than all three of these teams. Seattle did play a close game on Thursday against the 49ers. But the 49ers also knew they didn't have to do anything tricky in order to win it. So I just think they're so, like they opened even after this performance, even after their back-to-back performances against Denver and Houston. They was a 10-point favorite against Seattle. They're going to be uh, a bigger favorite than that against Denver. And let's see if Russ plays. Like, Russ has been out with a concussion. Will he be back in two weeks? Probably, but we don't know. He's at the casino on Friday night. Also, that's bad for concussions, I thought, right? Bright lights and noise? I would think so, yeah. Bright lights and noise seem bad. Um, Those are supposed to be avoided. Yeah, that was my understanding of concussions, but whatever. Uh, We can get to Russ during that week. And the Raiders, who I still think will have nothing to play for, and the Chiefs will still be playing for the one seed at that point. Because almost no way this schedule shakes out that they won't need that game. Even if Buffalo loses to Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, they'll still need that game. They'll need to win it in order to get the one seed. So if it's in a must-win game against the Raiders, I think the Chiefs are still winning out, even though they're playing bad football. I still think after all this, they're going to finish 14-3. and Right there with you, even though today, when it goes to overtime, I'm thinking, are we really going to lose to the best two teams in the AFC and then the worst two the worst two teams like is that what we're gonna do here but luckily we didn't that didn't happen so we didn't have to worry worry about that but yes I've been confident in saying we're gonna win out but they sure keep it close I know I know people want to like this is like the classic like if you believed the Chiefs are a fraud this is the week you'll attack them right because you'll be like oh can barely get past Denver oh barely get past the lowly Texans and they'll be like they're a fraud because that's what's happening to the Cowboys just barely beat the Texans, lose to the Jags. And they're like, frauds, same Cowboys. And it's actually pretty accurate then most of the time. I go back to like two years ago when everybody knew the Steelers had started like 11 and 0. And we're all like, paper tiger, not real, not a scary team. I think a lot of times people feel that way about this year's Vikings team, even though maybe that comeback on Saturday will change people's mind. But you, when you're a paper tiger, You don't win 14 games, okay? You just don't get to that number. You end up winning 12 or 13, and your schedule's soft, and people know it. You do not get to 14 and 3, be 5 and 2 against current teams in the NFL playoff field, and are a fraud. You're just playing bad football. That's what it is. They're playing imperfect football against these last two two opponents. That's really what the Chiefs currently boil down to. And to be honest, you can play imperfect football against the Seahawks and the Broncos and the Raiders and still win out. 
That's why I still think they'll win out. Even if they don't play a perfect game for the rest of the year, I still think they'll win out. Agree. I just hope the Raiders aren't going to want to play spoiler to us like they did to the Pats today, which actually kind of screwed a lot of stuff up because now that helped the Chargers significantly. And that has me a bit worried too. Well, it helped the Jets. Like they got a better chance to make the postseason now. But, you know, like the Raiders can barely beat the Pats. And the Pats, the Pats are not a good football team. They haven't been all year. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati's still the scariest team. I know what Buffalo is. They're really, really good and they can beat you. But I don't Cincinnati. You know, we were uh, the very beginning of this episode to come full circle before we do uh, winners and losers, game balls, whatever we're doing this week. Um, remember that that I said, hey, you know, did the is the vibe right? You'd ask me that the Bengals vibe is good. It feels good. Like they feel like they're working up to something. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, Kayla. Because that's definitely what it feels like. And if they beat Buffalo, it'll feel that way even more, even though you want Cincinnati to beat Buffalo so you can be the one seed. I don't like the confidence that they they have right now. Yeah, they're playing really good. That is scary. Well, Cody, that leads us to game balls, shall we? I think so. Why don't you go first? Uh, I mean, there's, there's several choices today. I'm going with the obvious one. Outside of Pat who once again puts his team on his back always and just comes through and clutch moments. He is the best and deserves all the praise, but I'm giving my game ball to Jarek McKinnon again. Yeah. He deserves it again. Dude went off 10 carries, 52 receptions, a touchdown, eight receptions, 70 yards, touchdown that OT winner two point conversion guy is nonstop. I feel like that's a good, he's making big plays. He's the running back we've been wanting to see along with Pacheco. And um, I was very pleased with his play today. And he did tell Mahomes in the huddle, I'm going to score a touchdown. So that's that's pretty badass. I mean, for him to admit and for Patrick to confirm in post game that he went into the huddle, he's like, I'm going to score a touchdown now. And did? Okay, that's winner. I'm going to go outside the game. I uh I missed the second half of NFL games today because I had to go to my daughter's first dance recital. She crushed it, so she gets my game ball today. Oh, she, Ruby! She had, she had never done a dance recital before, and there were a lot of people, so I was a little nervous for her. I wasn't sure if she was going to lean into it. She did. Gangbusters. No fear <laughs> in front of all the people. I said, you did a great job, and she says, I know. That's what she said. So... Girlfriend has got the confidence. And that matters. You know what? You got to have confidence in life. Otherwise, you can't get there. So she's going to get my game ball today. Awesome job for her very first dance recital. You are the best dance dad. We've had this conversation. (laughs) We've been talking about this all week. I need to watch the video you sent. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I, I, I too, am so proud of Ruby. I applied liquid blush today because it was just me, right? So (laughs) some stuff had to happen. I was told to work quick. Otherwise, you know, you, you don't want to leave dots in their face. So I, I was working quick. I was trying to do my my best work here. My dad's been there, too. I'm sure he had to put a bun together at some point <laughs> when my mom was out of town. The I difference 15, between 15 years of ballet. So, yeah, my dad. And, well, yeah. And like the difference between like now and even when we were kids or your dad was dealing with a candle is I, I have YouTube. Right. If I got to find I got to find something on how to do this. No worries. YouTube has my back. They'll teach me how to do stuff. I'm just going to have to count on that if I'm required to step in with assistance here. Just wait till you're required to step in and be in the actual show like my dad and brother were. For oh, the party, man. Same guest in the Nutcracker, along with my mom, but she enjoyed it. 
I mean, I'll do it if, if need be, but it's it's uh, <laughs> been a while since I was on stage. We can at least say that. I have no doubts you would you would flourish on stage. <laughs> well, it's about if it's about being like quiet in the background, fine. But uh, we got to be gregarious for some reasons. I've, you know, based on this podcast, not something I'm exactly fearful of. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts, Cody? No, I, you know, I just such a stupid game that I'm frustrated with. Yeah. But it's another one that if you really think about it, the Chiefs proved they were the far superior team. And the way Andy put it in post game is probably true. He just stepped to the podium. He said, it was a weird game. And I think that that's probably the best way to look at this one. I'm not going to try to send myself into a panic spiral with three weeks to go in the regular season. And instead, I'm going to save that panic for how they play over the next three weeks before they hit the postseason, which, of course, they're in again because they've won seven consecutive AFC Wests. Yes, we do want to look at the bright side there. You know, maybe they're all on cold medicine like I am. Yeah, we'll blame it on that. Yeah, just groggy. That's all. Just groggy. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to do it for us here on this Monday. We will be back with you on Wednesday. That is Cody Tapp. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rake, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good one, everyone.